Hey guys, on this Sam Mays Podcast Sooner Edition, we talked to Josh Callaway from SI Sooners about yesterday's coaches press conference and the completion of the 2022 recruiting class. Hope you enjoy it. Jackson's of Kingfisher is a family-owned and operated dealership in Kingfisher, America with the motto, come join the family. And when they say it, they mean it. My family and I have been embraced by Casey and the Jackson family from day one, and I'm here to tell you that if you're in the market for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, and want a straightforward, no-hassle car buying experience, Jackson's of Kingfisher is the dealership for you. Give them a call at 866-695-8010, or check them out online at jacksonsofkingfisher.com. And right now, if you mention the Sam Mays podcast, you get $500 off any used vehicle on the lot. Jackson's of Kingfisher, come join the family. Interested in a truly one-of-a-kind home in a well-established neighborhood? You've got to check out this listing at Broyles Real Estate Group just blocks away from the Western District. This fully renovated three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home has left nothing untouched. With all-new sheetrock, paint, fixtures, refinished hardwood floors, open kitchen that's perfect for entertaining, and large windows throughout for tons of natural lighting. The third bedroom has its own private entrance and bathroom, perfect for those who wish to work from home, have a studio, or just need a little extra privacy. There's a large laundry room with gorgeous coral cabinets, a cozy fireplace in the large master with a walk-in closet, designer bathroom, and large patio doors to your new backyard. This Broyles Real Estate Group property is a must-see, so check it out for yourself. Look for the link in the description of the podcast. Buying a home is an overwhelming process. Wouldn't you rather work with a lender you know and trust? West Sims with Financial Concepts Mortgage can cover all your residential home loan needs from conventional FHA, VA, USDA, RD to down payment assistant loans and more. With low rates and one low flat rate origination fee, you can depend on the full transparency you need. Get pre-approved for your future today. Call or text 405-314-6276 or fill out your application at westsims.zipforhome.com. Experience the home team advantage. West Sims with Financial Concepts Mortgage. Empire Bar Service is Oklahoma's premier bartending experience specializing in weddings, private parties, holiday parties, and corporate events. With combined experience of over 50 years, Empire Bar Service has the skill and knowledge to make your event one to remember. With the highest liability insurance and all licensing needed, the stress of serving alcohol at your event disappears. Plus, Empire Bar Service will assist with your signature cocktail creation and craft brewery relationships so your event can truly be one of a kind. Find them on Facebook or text 405-850-1334 and tell them Sam Mays sent you for a special discount. Let out the beast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today in the Sam Mays podcast, we've got Mr. Josh Calloway with SI Sooners. Josh is a colleague of uh, my co-host there in Tulsa, Mr. John Hoover. He's joined us before talking a little bit about recruiting, and he's back to kind of finish up this 2022 recruiting class that Brent Venables has found a way uh, to piece together in what is in pretty epic fashion, right? Uh, you're look, you're talking about a top 10 class with no five stars. I think that speaks to the depth of this class. And the quality of this class. And Josh, I'll start with this. To me, I'm I'm pretty blown away at the fact that it never felt desperate. It never felt that Oklahoma was reeling, uh, was uh, was floundering around, was grabbing for reaching for anything that they could get 
when I look at this 2022 class, I see a bunch of guys that they evaluated as future sooner greats, as guys that fit the football program on the field, off the field, and with their families. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Brent Venables and this staff did really an incredible job. I mean, taking over when they did and, and like you said, getting back in the top 10, which is actually they have a higher ranking this year than they had each of the last two years, which is Crazy. absurd to, to think about. It makes no sense. But, yeah, I mean, all the guys they brought in, you feel like, are going to be quality players that can help you down the road. Like you said, it wasn't just bringing in guys for the sake of it, of kind of a mad dash of we need to stockpile. They were, and they were very efficient with it as well. Brent Venables touted yesterday, you know, on his press conference, they only had one guy visit that didn't end up committing. They, that, that, as he put it, is a very high hit rate. Ahmad Moten was the only one who came and took a visit with Venables that they didn't end up getting, which is obviously an incredibly high efficiency as far as no making question. sure they're putting their time and their efforts into the right players. I mean, getting guys that they know they can get and getting guys that they want and, you know, communicating that. And then obviously eventually yesterday landing several guys. So, yeah, incredibly impressive, and all these guys are so similar in that there's not any, like you said, there's no five stars. There's a lot of three stars. The guys they had yesterday they had one four star, and the other three new commits were three stars, but they all are similar in that they're just really good football players with tons of upside. You can see the upside, and with the right coaching, and on this staff that they have, you feel like they can really blossom to really good players down the line. So, yeah, definitely an incredibly good job, and it deserves a lot of, you know, commending to Venables and his staff to do the job they did considering when they took over. You know, I, uh, I appreciated the conversation with all three of the coaches that we got a chance to talk to yesterday. Uh, yeah. Jeff Levy, I thought was pretty fantastic in some of the comments that he made. There's a level of transparency with this football program that I think that we can all appreciate considering what we just got rid of, right? <laughs> Lincoln Riley was a complete opposite. Yeah. opposite. Everything was shrouded. Everything was covered. He didn't want to give you too much information. But I think when you, when you talk about blue blood audiences and when you talk about blue blood fan bases, there's an expectation for, we, we want to know, like the truth, what's really happening in the football program. And when Levy looks at the camera and says, Dylan Gabriel is our guy as the starting quarterback going into this spring, right. I'm sure we were, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He's just going to throw that out there because it's been so long since we had that kind of, you know, Kyler Murray was in a battle for the quarterback spot until the, the week of the game, apparently, right? Right. And yeah. so I was uh, pretty, it's pretty refreshing to see Levy, you know, kind of grab the bull by the horns, give us the details as far as what's happening now. And to know that Dylan Gabriel is on campus, putting in the work as the starting quarterback, that's earning the learning that you to earn the hearts and minds of his football team, leading them through winter workouts, leading them up to the spring is big time for Oklahoma football. Yeah, it is. And it, it is just in, amazingly different. Um, you know, Lincoln Riley really like to keep everything, you know, close to the vest. And like you said, Kyler Murray, Austin Kendall, Spencer Rattler, Tanner Mordecai. Uh, I mean, there's tons of them every year where it was seemed obvious to everybody, but we had to deal, we had to do go through the song and dance all the way up until, you know, basically September 1st or whatever. Right. Funny who that quarterback is. And it, it's, it's very refreshing. And, you know, Brent Venables, was very open as well, talking about the, the process of Caleb Williams, gave an answer that I never thought he'd say. We could talk about that later. But, you know, just being very open with how that whole process worked. And we're sitting here saying, man, this is different. You know, it's so different than what we had before. You know, it was it was Jason Kersey with the Athletic who basically was forced to ask Jeff Lebby, you know, is there a QB competition? Is it Gabriel? Because we're just so used to it. Even though Dylan Gabriel Absolutely. is the obvious. And Lebby basically kind of almost laughed it off like, Obviously, Dylan Gabriel's a guy, you know, I mean, he's we brought him in to be the guy. He's the only one who's played any football and he's played a lot, you know, in his three seasons out there at UCF. So it is incredibly different. And 
it's uh, something that I think OU fans are going to really enjoy is that having a coaching staff and obviously certain at the, at the top, a head coach that's going to be much more open and honest with how he's thinking and what, um, you know, just the way things are going and how players are progressing. I think during the position battles in August, I'm really excited for that because I think we're actually going to have a much better feel for how things are going in practice right. as opposed to before where you didn't, you know, you'd roll up to game day like, oh, didn't know that he was going to start. You know, that kind of stuff happened all the time. So it is different. Um, and, yeah, I think refreshing, which is what you said, is definitely the right word, uh, you know, for it. You know, I, I find Gabriel's um, recruitment interesting. I find – uh, that this is the first quarterback since Baker Mayfield that is probably wholeheartedly thankful for the opportunity that's been given to him. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like Baker comes in as a the walk-on, you know, that wins the Heisman at Oklahoma uh, with a great understanding of what the position that he's playing at OU means. And he's thankful for the opportunity in front of him. Kyler Murray is a great player and we knew he knew what he was coming into it and he knew what his ceiling was right Jalen Hurts I think is someone that is extremely humble but Hurts also knew you know what he was coming into Oklahoma and has had success at other places and to me Gabriel fits that Mayfield mold just a little bit more knowing that I get to be the starting quarterback of the University of Oklahoma and and what that means to him and how thankful he is for that opportunity to to lead this great franchise and the fact that he's experienced college football on a much lesser level and now he's in the show right this yeah. is one of the biggest shows in the game and so i'm curious and and excited to watch what this more blue collar quarterback looks like at the helm of this Oklahoma football team because all we've had here in the last several years has been five stars right has been uh, mm-hmm. players that expect to be great. It's Spencer Rattler's arrogance. It's Caleb Williams and this. He's Superman already. All those monikers that these guys have, yeah. they really earn them. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to be quite a bit different and and definitely the refreshing player that Oklahoma's fan base, the palate cleanser, if you will. You know, that Oklahoma's fan base yeah. probably needed that quarterback spot. Yeah, no, and I, you know, it's amazing. Jeff Levy talking about him yesterday. It was an absolute you know, huge leap of faith for Dylan Gabriel to come to Oklahoma because Absolutely. obviously he was committed to UCLA. We all, we all knew that he was going to transfer to UCLA and he was about to start classes at UCLA. And if he starts classes, you can't transfer again without being ineligible for the season. And he, Jeff Levy called him basically at the last hour, you know, Caleb Williams hops in the portal and it, he's about to start UCLA and said, Hey, Caleb Williams in the portal. We're assuming he's not coming back you know, make this jump. And Dylan Gabriel had to talk with his family and they pretty much, I mean, had to make that decision immediately. Cause again, if he starts classes, it's, it's not going to happen. And he makes that decision to hop over to Oklahoma, a huge leap of faith to do that. And that's like you said, kind of shows how, how much ship with Jeff Levy. And it is going to be very different. Um, I do think he steps in right away as one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, last year quarterback play wasn't what we're used to seeing in this conference, you know, going back to you know what we had before, where it seemed like every team had a good quarterback. Last year was a little more defense and running backs as opposed to you know, I mean, look at the quarterbacks in the Big Twelve Championship game. It's kind of the, been the 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 you know the thing that most people turn to. Spencer Sanders obviously is a, a fine quarterback, but not like an NFL first rounder. And right. the same thing over with Baylor and Gary Bohannon. Same kind of idea, like a fine college quarterback, certainly not like an NFL starter that you think at least you know it seems that way. And so. To come in here, he's going to be one of the better guys right off the jump, and I agree completely. He's going to have a little bit of that chip on his shoulder, trying to prove himself kind of attitude as opposed to the 
anointed before he's really done anything kind of idea. And he's played a lot of football at UCF a ton. I mean, he's made a lot of starts. He was the full-time starter for two seasons and was going to be again a third time if he didn't get injured and miss, you know, basically the bulk of the year. So um, definitely, like you said, palate cleanser, I think is a good way to put it. Um, he's very different. And I think Oklahoma fans are going to embrace that. Um, his, his difference as opposed to being, you know, kind of the, he's not going to come in with like all the Heisman hype and all that kind of stuff. He's going to try and, work and try to earn toward that, which is, like you said, very, very different than what OU fans are used to having for the last you know, half decade or so. Ted Roof also gets a chance to speak to the media a little bit yesterday. Yeah. And, and uh, if I could have picked a defensive coordinator for Brent Venables, it would have been a personality like Coach Roof's, right? Uh, when you have a DC, that's your head coach. You have a defensive mind, that's your head coach. I think the guy that takes that defensive coordinator position is somebody that's got to be extremely detail oriented. And when you listen to the way that he approached the media and some of the things that he had to say, he's a football coach, right? Him and Levin yeah. are football coaches. And I think coach Roof and the way that he presented himself and kind of the narrative surrounding the defense this season really kind of set the tone in a way that is digestible for his student athletes and for the fan base. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed getting to hear from Ted Roof and he's kind of become almost a little bit of a mysterious figure for OU fans uh, since he came across aboard because he's just he's been at so many different places and nobody really he wasn't really on anybody's radar to come in and be hired as the dc until like it happened and it was right. like oh okay and then you know he's not a huge household name nobody really knew much about him but he's been in a ton of stops and he is well thought of and you know the things that stuck out yesterday getting to hear from him is his reverence for oklahoma and his reverence for brent venables i mean he talked about you know how much respect he has for brent and this was kind of a no-brainer for him to make the jump um, whenever he asked him to do so. And he, you know, he, 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 it's kind of crazy. He said, you know, he never been to Norman, never been to Memorial stadium until he got this job. So like his first experience of a game day will be when he's the DC, you know, coming up in September. And he said, he rolls in here and he sees all the, you know, the banners and the 50 champion conference championships and all that. And you could just tell, like, he really is embracing and is thankful for the opportunity to be here. And, you know, I, Ryan Chapman, who obviously, you know, very well put it, put it well yesterday on our podcast. He kind of just said, you know, he's going to be more of an educator type than a motivator type. He's been around a long time and, you know, he clearly has a good football mind. You know, he's Absolutely. one of those guys, like he's been around the game for so long. He's been in so many different places or some people can kind of use to be a negative, And I, I get that, but also like, he's just experienced so many different places and, and styles and, and absolutely yeah, and people. So, you know, he's got, he's got a lot going for him. He's going to look over that linebacker room and he rattled through all the guys that like he clearly knows them all and knows their strengths. Like already he rattled through. He's like, well, we have to Sean and David and they do this. And then, you know, he lists all 15 guys like, geez, he already has a pretty good feel for his room right away. So I think Ted roof is going to wind up being a sneaky, really solid hire for Brad Bills. Hey, look, it's Venable's defense, obviously, but Ted Roof is going to be the guy kind of run, steering the ship a little bit. And I think uh, that that's going to maybe quietly be one of the more solid hires that Brent Venables made. And he's made a lot of good ones. Um, so excited to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more with your assessment there. And, and you know, if we learned anything from Oklahoma State uh, and from Baylor and even from Iowa State this season, all with top 10 defenses, it yeah. is you, you might know your defense as a D.C., but if your kids don't know it and don't believe in it, and can't adjust on the fly. And I'm talking in the first quarter, second quarter, halftime, can't make adjustments based off of what's right. happening on the field, then you're going to fail, right? You're never going to be elite. And I think that's where Oklahoma fell short 
over the last several seasons is just the overall understanding of what the defense's role is. Hell, we're in the media, and I don't think we ever really fully understood <laughs> what they were trying to do. Yeah, you know, outside of just play fast and get a bunch of guys on the field at you know at any given moment. So I, I just you know this this to me makes more sense, and I think it's exactly what Oklahoma needed to move forward defensively, especially going into the SEC here in the next couple of years. So, all right, Josh, let's take a look. We had uh, what five signees yesterday? Is that correct? Five, yes, five signees, all on defense. Um, four new commits. Obviously, Drenchy Williams from Booker T. Washington has been committed for a long time. He didn't sign in the early signing period. He wanted to kind of take a step back, you know, see new staff, let things see how it shook out. Never decommitted or anything, but kind of let things, okay, who's, who, who is my coach? And then he obviously finds out, he likes it, and then he signed yesterday. Then they got four new commits. So it was a very successful signing day for Venables and uh, that defensive staff. Williams, obviously, uh, the diamond of this group here, excellent yeah. player from the state of Oklahoma. Uh, we've kind of talked about in the past how it almost seems like Oklahoma has failed in that department, making sure that they're getting the elite of the elite. So, you know, I always mention Josh Proctor, who's up there in Ohio State right now. That kid could be the best safety in the country next season for the Black guys. He should be in Oklahoma, period. Yep. He should be. Uh, so yep. the fact that Williams is here is is big time for the Sooners. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those Tulsa guys who, you know, Oklahoma, like you said, had a little bit of a problem landing in the previous regime. Um like you said, Josh Proctor, Dax Hill, who's going to the NFL early. He went to Michigan. Right. He's he declared early. Like there, and there's there's more than those two. Obviously, it kind of goes on. So in Booker T. Washington's high school specifically, that OU's had a problem kind of getting the guys from. And yeah, I mean, you can make the argument that Gentry Williams is the best player in OU's class. Period. And he's the number one player in Oklahoma. Um, extremely exciting guy. And he's going to be a cornerback, looks like, and he's going to step right in and, and be somebody that OU fans can be really excited about. And it's a big deal to land him. And you can tell under this staff Venables, and we talked about this a little bit um, last time I was on with you, there's going to be much more of an emphasis on, on recruiting the state of Oklahoma, which there wasn't a ton before. You've already seen Joe John Finley and Kale Gundy and these other coaches just getting out to high schools, you know, at Carl Albert at, you know, uh, you know, one of the Edmond schools, like they're just bouncing around, like they're hitting all the Oklahoma schools, establishing a relationship when that wasn't really the case before there wasn't that much of an emphasis on Oklahoma kids. Now there is, and not that there wouldn't be with Gentry Williams already before. Obviously, he committed under Lincoln Riley, so that's you know don't want to be disingenuous there. But there's going to be more of an emphasis on it and making sure that the really good players and the players in Oklahoma stay in Oklahoma, stay in the state, and go to play for OU. So yeah, Gentry Williams, like I said, arguably the best guy in OU's class. Period. Um, and number one player in Oklahoma, extremely exciting, can do a lot for you. Obviously, Booker T. They used him everywhere. He was just like giving the ball, uh, right? You know, kind of similar to. Aaron Colvin, when he was in high school at Owasso, where he just returned kicks, play a little offense, obviously would great on defense, just kind of everywhere. That's what they did with Gentry Williams, but he'll be a defensive guy and one that, you know, OU fans and OU is hoping will blossom into a number one corner and a first round pick, you know, down the road. All right. Who's next in this uh, in this class that you like out of yesterday's signings? Yeah, so you had four other signings, um, you know, all new commits. Like I said, two of them are flips. Well, we'll start with our Mason Thomas. We'll just kind of go in order, I guess. He, he, you know, he flips over from Iowa State. It's a three-star edge. Um, you know, a lot to like about him. You know, he's a guy who is just can really get off the edge. He's speedy. He's kind of speedy and lean. He's not like a huge guy. He's only, I want to say he's only like 215 pounds. Like he's not real big for kind of a you know, guy up front or anything, but he can really get in that backfield quick. He's very athletic. It'll be fun to watch him. Um, obviously, an Iowa State flip, and that's a school that's done a really nice job, you know, kind of finding diamonds in the rough under Absolutely. Matt Campbell. So, 
you know, I, it's a, it's a three-star guy who's got a lot of upside that Iowa state wanted and had committed. I know you flip some, I think just that alone, you're kind of feeling like, okay, Oh, you maybe did something uh, of, of significance there. So our Mason Thomas is one that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more with you with the Iowa state flip. There's something to be said about who's on these kids recruitment list, right? Like I've seen uh, guys that commit to, to Oklahoma state in particular here recently, there was somebody who had offers from Fordham and William and Mary. And I'm like, y'all are doing it right. Right. Clearly right, the Cowboys right. have made some adjustments <laughs> uh, this season as they get one of the best classes they've had in the last 20 years. But um, you know, when you look at Iowa State and you think of the talent evaluation that they've had over the last several years, they're doing it at a high level. So I, I also agree with you uh, mm-hmm. that the Iowa State flip is, is big time. Yeah, so you had him. He comes from Florida. And, you know, one of two guys got from Florida. The other one was Jamarian Burt, who's uh, – he's listed as an athlete. He's kind of similar to – he's, you know, not in terms of the prestige, but Gentry Williams in terms of that they used him kind of everywhere in high school. At a, at a forest high school in Ocala, Florida, but he'll be, he'll be defense as well. I don't really know exactly where he's going to wind up. We kind of speculated yesterday in the show that he might be like a safety, maybe nickel type. He kind of go anywhere where you kind of want him. Um, but he's like another really fun player, very physical, really flies around. Can, you know, he's a good tackler, good form tackler, physical player. Uh, John Hoover, you know, kind of compared him a little bit to a, a bigger Buki Riley Hiles. I would say that that's somewhat fair, you know, just kind of, you can put him at the nickel safety, maybe corner. You know, he's going to kind of be a versatile player out there, Jamarian Burt. And I, I like him a lot. I really think his upside is one of the higher ones on the team. Uh, the most can't miss is the guy I'll talk about next, Grayson Halton. But Jamarian Burt is somebody who's exciting and um, just, you know, like I said, just we said before, just a football player, you know, can really go all over the place and you can put him anywhere and feel confident that he'll just make the most of whatever spot he's given. So Jamarian Bird is somebody who is going to be a fun guy to watch kind of grow and develop here in, in the, in the years ahead as well. Nice. Yeah. The, the conversation surrounding this kid uh, and his recruitment is really exactly what you threw out there. You love the physicalness. You love the form tackling. You know, that's not a guarantee today, especially with some of these kids that are Supreme athletes. They're out there, yeah. you know, just like the hit stick on, on Madden. Like they're out there just, waylaying mm-hmm. kids and i'm like well you're gonna have to figure out how to do that correctly on this <laughs> level so it's good to see somebody's right. got some technique coming in yeah absolutely then the one that i'm most excited about my favorite guy from the guys they, the new commit the four new commits is grayson halton who comes from uh, i believe san diego and he is so much fun he's a four star he's the only four star the other guys were all threes he's a four star defensive lineman and boy he is he is just unbelievably funny he's big athletic and his tape is is crazy because obviously his tape is hilarious because it's like four or five plays in a row where he's blown up a play in the backfield or he has a big sack or whatever and then he's such an athlete they would line him up at like receiver and not even tight end receiver split him out wide one-on-one and throw him a jump ball like a fade in the corner it's nuts he's huge he's a big d lineman out there catching fades in the corner it's just i saw i saw this downs do that a lot of yes, Rutherford. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. You got that kind of right. ability. If you can play all the positions, playing no matter how big you are, that's awesome. Yeah, he's listed at 6'2, 272 and on the <laughs> OU official notes. And he was out there just running routes, fades, like I said, just mossing DBs. Uh he's, he's awesome. incredibly fun. Um I, I think of the guys that they committed, he's definitely the one that I'd be the most confident is definitely gonna if you're making me put money on somebody like that is gonna start pro you. That it would be Grayson Halton. He's a lot of fun, tons of upside, and I'm really excited to see him, you know, in the in the near future. And obviously, even, even this spring a little bit. Nice. And then nice. last, the last one was Kevontae Henry, um, who was a Michigan flip linebacker. 
um, kind of an edge guy as well. Um, kind of similar ish. I don't, I don't really know who to compare him. He's kind of like Eric Stryker, Nick Benino ish for more like recent guys, kind of a hybrid of those right. two a little bit. Um, he's tall. He's like six, four. Um, he can really get off that edge and make plays again, really athletic. One of his favorite plays, you know, in the tape that I watched was quarterback steps in the pocket and takes off. He's got about a 15 yard head start on him and he just runs him down. I mean, he's an athletic guy as well. Um, you know, he he's, you know, obviously a Michigan flip. You think how good Michigan's been at kind of recruiting that edge, you know, pass rusher position in recent years under Jim Harbaugh. So it kind of similar to that, what I said by I said earlier, you just feel good about where you flipped him from. If they valued him, you kind of feel good about it. So Kavante Henry is somebody who's, you know, really encouraging another California guy. So that's two California gets um, in addition to Florida guys. And obviously the, the whole thing was like Lincoln Riley really recruited California. Well, and now he's going to leave and take all the California recruits. They got two really good ones um, yesterday. So I, I think Kavante Henry is another player who, you know, can certainly be of use for Oklahoma very soon and maybe compete for early playing time. I really, I really like him uh, a lot. I think he's a fun player and excited to see what he looks like um, whenever we get the chance here this spring. Yeah, this is one of those kids that I look at his body and think to myself, you know, what are you going to look like in two years after you've exactly. built a little bit? Yeah. You know, uh, I think his body's there's a there's a ton of room to grow. I think he's slight right now. uses a lot of that speed and quickness to have success on the field. I think once he learns how to play with that body, learns leverage a little bit more, understands what he's capable of doing and gains a little strength, he'll be a force to be reckoned with. I, I'm sure. pretty blown away with, you know, when you look at, uh, what they were able to accomplish, 29-plus new guys coming into this roster. Every one of them seems to be picked with purpose. Every one of them seems to be selected uh, because they believe they can come in and be contributors to this football program on and off the field. Uh, great families. That This whole vibe, right? It's got a real Junction Boy vibe to it. Like what they're, this camp, yeah. this whole um, rallying of the, you know, circling the wagons and, you know, coming home and, all of this just seems incredible and exactly where Oklahoma needs to be moving back into this big 12 conference who looks like it's going to be more competitive than ever next season. And obviously heading to the sec in a couple of years. Um, we were going to talk about Caleb Williams a little bit at the end of this and uh, a little bit about uh, Lincoln Riley, but honestly, you know, it, with recruiting day here, man, like signing day passed. It's almost <laughs> like the, uh, the, yeah. the clean slate. It's time to move past those guys. They're no longer on campus. Absolutely. Williams goes and commits to USC, as a lot of people expected him to do. We wish him the best of luck. I think that kid was great here. His family was great here. Um, no, no, you know, ill will towards Caleb. I'm sad I don't get to cover him, you know, but you never know. I think yeah. Dylan Gabriel is going to be special. I think this football team next season is going to be special, and it's going to be a, a fun year to cover that 22-23 season. Absolutely. I really look forward to how different the team is going to look, you know, right away, because I really think it's going to be noticeable, maybe even in, in the spring game, you know, how, how different they're going to look and, you know, they made all these great additions and there's tons of good transfer pickups too. Um, Absolutely. You know, especially in the secondary, all the guys they added, you know, multiple guys who I think are going to play right away in the secondary. So um, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Brent Venables has done a lot to make this team better right away, which is crazy. Um, other than quarterback, which, I mean, just to be fair, you, you know, at least on paper, you're downgrading from a guy who's a Heisman favorite to Dylan Gabriel, who we all think is going to be very good, but at least on paper, right. That's a that's a slight downgrade, but everywhere else, I mean, it's either status quo or an upgrade, really. I mean, maybe defensive line. We'll see how that shakes out. I really like what they have there. And you know, Jeffrey Johnson comes over from Tulane, with Jalen Redmond back, maybe you know, hopefully fully healthy for the season and stuff like that. I mean, pretty much everywhere across the team, you're saying it didn't get worse. You know what I mean? So for sure, yeah, yeah. So they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Tons of good transfer pickups, 
And, you know, this 22 class, maybe not done. I mean, there's more guys that they're looking at. Brett Venable said that yesterday, like, we're, we got a couple more spots we're going to go after. I mean, just this morning, yeah, I don't know if you saw Sam, but Lebius Overton, number one defensive lineman in the 23 class, reclassified to 22, and he has OU in his final five. So I don't oh, know wow. how that's going to shake out, but, I mean, that's another huge fish floating out there. I mean, there, there's more guys than that. So they're, they're staying active. They're staying aggressive, continuing to add. And, you know, you look at all the coaching staff additions they've made, just a million guys on that support staff. They've, they've done a lot to make this team better and be in a position to grow, uh, you know, in the years ahead. So it's been it's been a slam dunk. It's been an A-plus first couple months, I think, for Brent Venables. Josh Galloway from SI Sooners, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Have a good one, my friend.